I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Welcome back for a brand new edition of Collider Dailies. John, how are you doing on this fine day? Uh, I'm a, I'm a little tired. I'm a little sleepy, to be honest. I didn't get the most sleep in the world last night, but that's fine because I get to be here talking to you fine folks about all sorts of movie-related fun stuff. I'm surprised so. I didn't call you John Aljetson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And Maggie my, evil, my evil doppelganger. <laughs> so for anyone who is not in on that joke, which I guarantee you I will repeat many, many times, we I feel like we've we've hit a new level with Collider Dailies because YouTube is telling me which tags to include in the video. And it's not John and Maggie's regular names. It's like slightly altered versions of their last names. And I I just I feel like that's a good sign, John. Uh, hmm. I just don't know how I feel about Al Jetson, considering that Al Jets already means son of Elliot. So I'm just like, I don't, I don't, whatever. YouTube <laughs> is going to YouTube, I suppose. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I told John that my alter ego is still Perry and Emeroff, but it's Perry with no bangs. Or it's the Spoonerism version, or it's Neri Pemeroff. It's like, uh, uh, you know, on Star Trek in the Mirror Universe, how the evil versions all have goatees. The evil oh, version of you doesn't oh, have no, a bang goatee. <laughs> either, either no bangs or a goatee. I'm fine going with uh, with either option here. I think either one is is uh, something that I don't particularly want to see. So, <laughs> oh, On that note, I'll take a moment to say good morning to Vincent, Steve, Mike, Mike. I hope you are all having a lovely day thus far. All right, let us hit our first story of the day, which is our title topic of the day. Our title of this video, if you missed it, is 
Will Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman save the whole Marvel Universe? I've got many thoughts on that title. Those thoughts come from an article over on Deadline. Deadline says that Matthew Vaughn is teasing Deadpool 3, going as far as saying that the film directed by Sean Levy is going to give the Marvel Universe a jolt. While promoting Argyle, he made an appearance on Bro Bible's post-credit podcast and said... The few snippets that I know about Deadpool versus Wolverine or Wolverine versus Deadpool, I'm sure the argument between Ryan and Hugh is happening as we speak, are unbelievable. He went on to say the Marvel Universe is about to have a jolt of them and it's going to bring that body back to life. I think Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman are about to save the whole Marvel Universe. So that is where that headline comes from. Two questions about that for you, John. Does the MCU need saving? And if so, do you think Matthew Vaughn is right? Will Jackman and uh, Reynolds be the guys to do it? So I'm going to preface this by saying I'm not nearly as doom and gloom about the MCU as some people. Um, I haven't hated the the last few batches of films that they've done. I, I quite enjoyed the Marvels. I quite enjoyed Quantumania, everything in between. So I'm not I'm not someone who thinks that it necessarily needs saving as much. That being said, it has kind of been meandering to put it kindly. Um so do I think that Deadpool is going to be a benefit for the MCU? Is it going to kind of be the shot in the arm that it might need? Yeah, probably. I think that just having a fun film is going to go a long ways. Do I think that it necessarily needs it? Probably not as much as Matthew Vaughn seems to think that it does, but you know, who knows? Yeah. I, I think that that verbiage might be a little extreme. I do. Obviously I have to admit that the MCU has, has faltered a bit recently, but like you said, John, there's a bunch of movies that came out recently that like, I didn't just like, I, I loved them. I really loved the Marvels and also Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, I thought was absolutely exceptional. Yeah. I don't necessarily think the MCU is in a position where it needs saving. And even if it does need saving, that saving is going to come from individuals or a single movie. I mean, maybe saying it could give the MCU a jolt is is something appropriate, like a bump when it comes out where all of a sudden we see, uh, you know, a spike in enthusiasm. But I feel like overall with the MCU and a number of other film franchises out there. It's just become it's become too much. I think the I think that, you know, the saving, so to speak, if I'm going to lean on his words, is going to come from some sort of restructuring from yeah. the higher ups. And I, I mean, restructuring when it comes to distribution distribution models, how frequently we get new installments, whether they're TV or film. And then and then also restructuring in terms of the larger Marvel universe story as, as well. I mean, like you said, I do, I do have to agree with that. It, I, I like standalone stories where it feels like the reins are being given to the director. I feel like that's often when we get the strongest stories, but, you know, coming off of, of a series that culminated with Endgame, it's, it's hard to ignore the fact that it feels like all over the place. But then also when I think about it, 
a series culminating in Endgame was such an anomaly. You are you are basically going from the highest possible high. It's got to be impossible to keep the bar that yeah. kind of got to, you know, go back to start to a degree, at least in a sense, and then build back up to the next culmination. And I think that that I think that is where uh, Deadpool might do a little bit of quote unquote saving is in the audience excitement for an MCU project, because I haven't really felt anybody being all that like like people aren't hyped for MCU movies like they were. And I'm hoping that given Deadpool's track record as a series and its ability to just get people out and having a good time and enjoying the film. I'm hoping that it's able to do that. And maybe it'll be a movie that people are going to, you know, universally at least have a good time with. Uh, So in that regard, maybe, yeah, it might quote unquote, save the MCU. If it can get people excited about the films again, I think that that will be a great thing. But right now I have to agree with you. I think that, it's a lot of structural things. It's a lot of narrative things that need to be hammered out and fixed. So we'll just have to see how that goes. I don't, I don't know. It's interesting exploring the comments section on this topic because everyone seems a bit all over the place. We have, we have the MCU is dead. People will see this movie, but nothing else. Um, Mike K said the MCU doesn't need saving the way most people think it does, but it could use a recharge. Recharge is a probably a pretty appropriate word to be using and allowing some projects to be R rated might be the answer. I do. I do like the R rated option as well. Brandon wants to note that Loki season two was amazing too. Yeah. I think, um, I think a lot of the, a lot of the problems that I see with the MCU are just general movie going problems in general where or or more specific to long running franchises where you know it's 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 too much too fast we're seeing diminishing returns at the box office i think quality in films being released is dipping with particular franchises most big franchises actually now that i'm thinking yeah. about it obviously we just mentioned there are some bright spots in the MCU but you know what's happening now whether whether it was something that was was planned or you know something that's ultimately going to be caused partially by by the strikes and the the release schedule needing to be retooled a bit i do feel like uh 2024 could be a year of reprocessing and re-strategizing and maybe we'll see the results of that as soon as 2025 and obviously beyond so I'm curious to see what these big companies have learned from the past couple of years and how they decide to proceed. That's assuming that they learned anything. <laughs> you, wow. know how, you know how corporations are. Sometimes it's a, it's a little bit difficult for them to see the, the like small picture as it were, they are going to be looking at the big picture only. And, you know, those two things don't always align perfectly. So. Yeah, I mean, look at what all in the game says. Just just do less. And I can't I can't quite argue with this point either. I mean, you know, we do this. We do this for a living. Like this is our our job. Like my like every waking hour of my life is spent watching movies and analyzing news and, and theorizing and all this kind of stuff. And like 
I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. I can't even imagine, you know, putting myself in the shoes of like someone who has to decide whether to put their hard earned dollars into seeing like every single movie that comes out. And also, you know, their, their precious daytime hours. Like how, yeah. how do you split that up between all the titles that you essentially have to watch now in order to keep up with one single franchise? So I do think that all in the game might be right where doing the less winds up being more. Well, and I think that it it doesn't necessarily have to be do less in regards to like there needs to be less content. I think that one thing that Marvel sort of needs to do, and it seems like they're doing it with like the spotlight initiative and things of that nature, is they need to be not afraid to do standalone pieces, pieces that don't necessarily further the main overall plot. Maybe they can tie in in like a small way, but just something that, you know, the fact that you know, I've talked about this on the show before that my mom and dad, uh, when they went and saw Multiverse of Madness, they were horrifically confused because they didn't watch WandaVision because wow. they're, they're not going to be able to watch every single thing. The fact that that was even a situation was a major negative on the MCU going in phase four and five. And so if they're going to keep doing like more Disney Plus shows, they're going to keep doing like other like side things. Maybe not being afraid to have those things not necessarily tie into the bigger overarching plot is the way to go. Just so that, you know, people, if they want more, can have more, but they don't necessarily need it. In conclusion, more Halloween specials like Werewolf by Night, please. Yes. (laughs) I love Werewolf by Night. And you know what? Respect to the Guardians Christmas special, too. Yes. uh, Guardians Christmas special is delightful. Delightful. It was odd that I needed to watch that for Guardians 3 to make sense, though. I mean, that's that's part of but it. But that's, that's a whole other thing. I'm a, I mean, I'm a broken record on this point because I've said it over and over and over again. Whether it's the MCU or literally any other film series or franchise out there, I am such a big believer that, yes, every new installment needs to needs to. to build and have some sort of payoff for the longtime fans, but it should also always function as an on-ramp for newcomers because otherwise these big expensive projects with every new release, you are narrowing your audience. And that is the exact opposite of what you want to do. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right. Our second story of the day is a sequel story. Could we be getting a Jennifer's Body sequel after all this time? During an appearance on Bloody Disgusting's Boo Crew podcast, Diablo Cody revealed she would love to reincarnate Jennifer's Body for a sequel. She says, I want to do a sequel. I am not done with Jennifer's Body. I just need to find, I need to partner with people who believe in it as much as I do. And that hasn't really happened yet. I need someone to believe in it who is a billion dollars. I mean, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. I love Jennifer's body. I feel like a hot topic of conversation right now because Diablo Cody is out and about promoting Lisa Frankenstein is how when Jennifer's body was first released, 
it wasn't well received. And now it has become a cult classic, a widely beloved cult classic. I have loved it since the day that I saw it. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And while I don't want to run the risk of getting another movie that could take away from how good I think the first movie is, I do think that the story ends in a place that could tee up an interesting sequel story. And also there's a lot of ideas in that movie that I think could benefit from the extreme amount of time between first film and sequel, where you could use that supernatural concept to explore, you know, interpersonal relationships, self-confidence, all like, all that kind of stuff. So I think there's there actually is a lot more to mine there that could warrant another movie. I I don't hate the idea of a sequel. I really did quite enjoy the first film. It's been a while since I've watched it, which I mean, it's also just been a while since the movie came out. So mm-hmm. uh, that being said, I do kind of wonder if it is something that we need necessarily um, because the the film the first film just stands so beautifully as a standalone piece that like I didn't watching that movie I don't think I ever thought to myself man what would happen if they do another one what happens next like I don't know it just it I'm not gonna say no to a sequel but if we don't get one I'm also not gonna be too bothered by it if that makes any sense. I hear you. I was looking at this uh, comment from Sam. I'm kind of tired of random actors or creators doing interviews, teasing a sequel that may not ever happen. So I do understand this, Sam, because on the one hand, I, I get a little frustrated when I see these headlines and, you know, they start to up my interest in more, but really they're probably not going to happen. But the other side of that is sometimes these headlines and talking about it actually does make a difference. I mean, you know, it's some, it's similar to because I have award season on the brain. It's similar to Oscar campaigns. Like sometimes all you need is for something to be in headlines and be talked about for the right person to be like, huh, that exists. Maybe yeah. I should vote for that. Maybe I should finance that. So I don't know. I kind of well, well, I don't I don't appreciate interviews that like push super hard for the sequel quotes and then, you know, make a, make a big outlandish headline about it. I do respect artists who are willing to to talk about their interest in making more because I mean, otherwise it might not ever happen. So I kind of understand these things happening. Yeah. It's another, it's another way of like, of almost pitching the piece without necessarily like pitching it directly to a studio because if you're able to build hype that tells the studios that an audience is there for Mm -hmm. this for whatever the project is so it makes sense to go that route i do definitely agree that sometimes it seems like it happens almost too often um but (laughs) you know i i also feel like we are also hyper aware of when it happens because we we are. are because we do what we do and i'm sure that the people who are in our chat are also probably the kind of people who are like you know very alert to the news and what's going on so you know we're we're sort of in this weird situation where we see everything so we're gonna have a different viewpoint on it than the you know mainstream public does it is true and there's a lot of content out there so a lot of content out there a lot of interviews happening so 
we do frequently get these headlines, but I am rooting for a Jennifer's Body sequel for what it's worth. Um, next up on our list, Avatar 4 begins filming. I mean, there, you know, we spoke about this before, John. There's not really much to discuss here. Just a little update for you all. Stephen Lang has shared a behind the scenes photo to celebrate the commencement of production on Avatar 4. If you need a refresher on the dates, I can't believe I'm saying some of this. Avatar 3 hits theaters in December 2025. Avatar 4 is going to hit theaters in December 2029. These are the words that that kind of hurt to say. Avatar 5 is in theaters December 2031. That's, I just... That's that's a lot to wrap my head around, but you know, point being, they're filming uh, they're filming Avatar four, and I am always, I'll say eager. I'm always eager to admit when I was wrong about something, and I'm having major flashbacks to being on Collider Movie Talk and thinking to myself, and then saying out loud. Who is going to care about Avatar 2? It's been so long since the first one. It was a novelty. Like, it was a good movie. But is anyone going to care so many years later? And then look at how much movie, how much money that movie made. Look at how, like, even from a personal perspective, look at how much I loved that movie. I will never do that again with an Avatar movie. I am going to sit here and say I'm going to be so damn excited in December 2025 to see the third. And then I'll fast forward and say, I bet you anything, I'm going to be thrilled to see Avatar 5 in 2031 as well. For me, when I think about the future Avatar films, I'm with you. I'm, I was very much one of the people who was like, who's going to care? Uh, <laughs> I'll eat those words. That's fine. Uh, I, 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 I like the second film much more than I like the first film, actually. Uh, but when I think about those dates, I can't help but think about like, man, where am I going to be in 2031? Am I still going to be doing this? Am I going to be like, like what is what is my life situation going to be John, like when that movie we, comes out we we might be avatars <laughs> we'll <laughs> be on we'll be on daily's episode like 2000 something by then probably <laughs> i feel i feel like uh, like me saying we'll be avatars was way way less dark than the multitude of other possibilities that just crossed my mind with the technology that is emerging right now but i'll say we'll be doing collider dailies in december 2031 on pandora and we'll be avatars mike joyce you'll be 39 i will be 41 when that happens okay we will we will be older that is inevitable that's that's nightmarish i don't want to think about that yeah Uh, yeah. (laughs) thanks avatar for making us think of that that but like really i'm very excited about this franchise i can't wait to see where james cameron and the team takes it and i can't wait to see where they take the technology too and then really also also the story i really liked the new characters that the second one introduced and i like the teases that they've been releasing that we're going to see uh we're going to see new navi clans and biomes and i feel like that's the way that, to expand this franchise. That to me is is the thing that I am the most excited about because the second film got me thinking a lot more about like the you know other parts of the world and what other tribes are like, what other cultures yeah. are like, and where where can we take things? You know, I'd love to see like maybe there's like a uh, like a desert Navi or like a well, I think like they volcano teased, I think Navi. They fire, yeah, fire being a big one. So like I'd I'd be curious to see all that or like winter Navi like do we get furry like Yeti looking Navi who live in like I'll take that. older regions I'd like to see that 
Yep. I'd like to see where, where they go. Sign me up for all of it. All right. With that, we are winding down today's episode of Collider Dailies, but uh, you don't have anything to worry about because you're going to see a lot of me and John this week. We will be back tomorrow, and tomorrow will be very exciting because I have never done an episode of Collider Dailies that I have not hosted until <laughs> tomorrow, and I very much trust putting the hosting reins in John's hands. He knows what he's doing. So I'm along for the ride. I'm ready for it. It's not at all incredibly stressful and panic inducing. (laughs) It's going to be great. Before we say goodbye to everyone, do you want to shout out anything you've worked on between now and yesterday? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've been uh, we've been hard at work on the premium video side for Collider.com. Uh, so go ahead. As I've said previously, if you see a thumbnail of an article on the site that has a play button on it, that means there is a video element. So be sure to jump in there and engage with that and have a good time. It's, it's often something that helps, uh, level up the article to make it something a little bit more enjoyable for you. Also, those videos are getting posted over on YouTube on the Collider YouTube channel. So get over there and check those out. Uh, we have a couple of them up and we're going to be posting more and more every day. So definitely. Definitely check those out. And I mean, outside of that, just keep watching Collider Dailies. That's, yeah. you know, we work hard on this show and we we, yeah, we, we like bringing you guys all of the best movie news and entertainment news, I guess, every single day. So be here for that. Yeah, do what John said. And also, I'll take a moment to tease this weekend's Collider Forces episode. It is a Collider Forces weekend, and it's a big deal kind of episode because it's the it? fir- it's the very first time I'm having two guests on the show, Ooh. which I found I found interesting. And um, I couldn't have imagined two better people to do that kind of format with. It was also the first Collider Forces taped out of a film festival. We taped it at Sundance, so that was very exciting. And it's with the stars of Genius Season 4. It's Kelvin Harrison Jr. and Aaron Pierre, two people in this industry that I think are just like bursting at the seams with talent and just two human beings that I absolutely adore. Adam edited the uh, the interview, and so I just checked the final cut yesterday, and he crushed it, did great work, and I am so, so excited to share it with everybody on Saturday right here on the Collider Extras YouTube channel, so keep an eye out for that, and keep an eye out for us tomorrow right here at 10 a.m. PT. See you then. <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.